Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Chris Ranji, Amy Mark scores alongside you on a Thursday morning. We've been talking about the tragedy uh, that happened yesterday at the Kansas City Chiefs championship parade when there was gunfire. One person was killed. 21 people shot. Over half of the victims are under the age of 16. And if you have seen any of the videos coming out of yesterday, you may have seen one of the more viral videos of what appears to be the shooter running through a crowd when he is tackled by several Chiefs fans. Well, we have with us now Paul Contreras, a Chiefs fan from Nebraska, who was one of the men who helped tackle the shooter yesterday. Paul, thank you first so much for joining us today. I can only imagine that it has been a very difficult and surreal 24 hours. Yes. Yes, it has. It's, it's been quite hectic, but it's all good. And as Amy said, it, it has been just under 24 hours, and yesterday must have been for you. Um, a lot of it is adrenaline probably carrying you throughout the day. Now that you've had almost a day to process it, what's going through your mind? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's still fresh. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's still there. You know, it, everything happens so fast that, you know, it, 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 it it is what it is. You know, I, I, I did without thinking it was just a reaction. Can you walk me through that moment? You're in the crowd. You were with your with your three daughters, right, at that time? And you, were you walking back to your car? Were you thinking the celebration was over? And then what happened? What did you hear? How did the tackle come about? Yes, we were, the, the ceremony was over. So we were walking toward our vehicle with everybody else. And uh, we hear, you know, pop, 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 you know, which to us sounded like fireworks. And then about 30 seconds later or so, give or take, here comes one kid running as fast as he can and another kid running as fast as he can. And then here comes a cop, another cop, another cop. I mean, just so many cops chasing these two young men. So we're like, okay, well, maybe those that wasn't fireworks. Maybe that was gunfire. So... They got the bridge closed off on the other end, so which we did not know, but apparently they apprehended one suspect, and the other suspect turned around and was heading back, you know, uh, in the opposite direction. And out of nowhere, some guy is just screaming out of the top of his lungs to stop this kid, stop this young man, you know, stop him, you know, uh, tackle him, do whatever. And and I had the perfect angle, and that's what I did. I tackled him, and I, in the process of tackling him, I 
I either hit it out of his hand or I fell out of his jacket, his sleeve, whatever, was a gun. So as I'm taking him down, I see that gun fall to the ground, and I think to myself, okay, well, he's got one gun. He may have another one. So I need to keep him on the ground as much as I can. And then another good Samaritan came over because I had him, like, up high around his head and whatnot. And the other guy took him around his waist. And we're just putting our weight on him to keep him down and keep him from not getting up and waiting for the cops to get there. And then they get there. First cop, second cop, third cop, okay. They relieve us from holding him down. They're holding him down, putting putting him under handcuffs. And I remember getting up and going, where's that gun at? You know, because I didn't see it. Well, another officer had kind of, I guess, kicked it off to the side, and he was, he had it between his feet saying, I got the gun right over here. I said, okay. I just want to make sure. You know, somebody had that gun and not somebody else just picked it up and walked away with it. Did you get a good look at the weapon? I know you said you knocked it away, but did you, we've seen video and you can't really tell what it is or how big it is, but it seems like it was uh, sort of a larger weapon. Yes, correct. You know, the only good look I got at it was when he dropped it because I seen it hit the ground and I, and I got, that was my really only good look at it is when it, when he dropped it or it fell out of his jacket, whatever the case may be. You and it was just, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good size and it was black. You said you were able to grab him. You were up high and then another person grabbed him around the waist. Was it difficult to hold him down? Did, did you feel like you were holding him down for a long time before the cops got, got there? Yes, it did. It might only been like 30 seconds or whatever the case may be, but it felt like minutes, but I I know it wasn't. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he was, as much as I was fighting to keep him down, he was fighting to get away. Did he say anything? Not not that I recall. My, My whole mindset was just to keep him down until law enforcement got there. Paul, do you have any background in military or law enforcement that you were able to spring into action? Like, that's your reaction. I know so many of us wonder, you know, in that moment, would we would we know what to do? Would we know how to act? And you were able to do be so courageous in that moment. No, I have none of that background. It was just like, if you had to think about it, you shouldn't do it. To me, it was just a reaction. It was just in the moment, and I did what I did. When the cops did show up, did they know immediately that you and the other people were were good Samaritans? Could they tell within the chaos that you were holding down the shooter, or were they trying to figure out who was who in that moment? Yeah, they 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 didn't really know. They kind of looked at me like I was a suspect. I kind of got that but we really didn't say any words when they got there i'm like you know i mean me and the other gentleman holding him down were like you know uh handcuff him and this and that and they were kind of like the first one was kind of like looking at me like you know like like i did something wrong Mm -hmm. you know but you know it it was it, it was so chaotic 
Right. You know, it, it, it you know, they got to keep their head on a swivel because there were so many people there. But, you know, I mean, I, I did what I did and the other good Samaritan did what he did. And we just wanted him to get apprehended because, you know, when I tackled him, like I said, I, I seen the done seeing the gun, either he dropped it or fell out of his jacket of, of, of somehow. Did they? Did the police talk to you, question you right after the fact, or, or did you just sort of get up and, and leave? Well, I got up, and I had to make sure where my all my daughters were. I was there with my three daughters. My one daughter was right there by me. My other two daughters were not far. So we all got together, and we stood there for about a, a minute, maybe two minutes at most. Nobody came up to me. Nobody wanted to talk to me. Nobody did nothing. So I told my daughters, I said, let's go. Let's get out of here. And so what has there been a follow-up? They haven't reached out to you or, or anything like that? Uh, about an hour ago, they reached out to me. Okay. And do they want you to come back in, or was it just a phone interview? What do they, they want from you? Well, right now it's a phone interview. Mm-hmm. And they said they would most likely contact me again. They're not for sure when. Were you um, injured at all in the scuffle? Are you okay physically after that? Yeah, I'm fine. Just little scrapes and bruises and soreness, but overall okay. And how's your family? We're doing fine. Thank you. I, I did read that it sounds like your daughter, who was closest to you, also had the presence of mind to watch out for your wallet or your phone to make sure that your stuff didn't get lost in the scuffle and keeping track of you. And I imagine that with all of the chaos, um, you're proud of their actions as well. Yes, correct. And she's right here. She can, uh, she can talk and, you know, and uh, let you know what she's seen and heard and said and what she did also. That would be excellent. Is this Alyssa that we'll be speaking to? Yes. Yeah. Alyssa, what did you you, explain to us your experience hearing the yelling and seeing your dad go into action? I mean, from the moment the pops kind of went off, we all thought it was fireworks. And then as soon as we saw just offenders running and multiple cops running, we all, I think, kind of assumed, okay, those weren't fireworks. But after that, everything kind of happened so fast uh, when we were trying to leave and get over the bridge and we came to a stop. After that, it was just everybody turned around and ran because that second offender was running back at us with what was a gun in his jacket or his hand. Um, So you just see, you know, millions of people jumping over barricades, you know, grabbing loved ones. And then I noticed my older sister along with my younger sister, you know, just running to find safety And then as soon as I turned back around to see where my dad was, he's, you know, tackling the second offender. Were you afraid in the moment? I think with everything happening so fast, I didn't even have a second to really comprehend exactly what was going on. But as we were leaving and walking away, it was, it was just so unbelievable and just so speechless to even think, you know, what we had just went through. Hmm. I when the immediate surrounding the cops are yelling, people are yelling. Your dad is tackling the shooter. 
there were still so many people around you. Did they seem to know what was going on? Were they just walking by? Were people still running to get away from the scene? From what I could tell, I mean, there were some people who I think did recognize exactly what was going on. But then also, I did notice there were still people just kind of standing around the barricade, I think not realizing exactly what had just happened. You know, I I asked your father just a a moment ago how, you know, we're almost 24 hours since this happened. And I'm sure yesterday was overwhelming for, for both of you. Um, how are you feeling today as you, as you've had some time to think about it? I mean, uh, my adrenaline is definitely down. I think, um, overall it's still just so shocking. And I think just, you know, not even having a second to really just sit down, relax and just, you know, kind of go over and just think about how our last 24 hours have been. Um, it's just kind of hard to put it all together into words. And I'm sure a lot of people, we reached mm-hmm. out to you and we're very thankful. And I know St. Louis is thankful that you're you're taking time to, to talk with us today. You must have been contacted in the last 20 hours by all kinds of people, I'm assuming. Oh, yes. From I probably couldn't even give you the amount of calls or emails or texts that we've got. And it's honestly been unimaginable to even think that our lives, you know, have gone into 360 in 24 hours. Well, and that makes us appreciate the time you're giving us even that much more. And it it really is extraordinary what your dad did, what you did, because I think we all wonder in these moments how we would act. And the fact that you and your family acted so courageously, instinctively brave in a moment of tragedy when the whole world was watching is extraordinary. So thank you so much to you to your dad paul for taking the action that you did in that moment yes thank you thank you thank you guys please take care of yourselves yes Yes, we will thank you so much for reaching out thank you we can't thank you enough paul Contreras and Alyssa marsh Contreras, who were there and Mm -hmm. and paul tackled the shooter and uh the suspected shooter we should say yeah Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.